Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Another brand new edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides for Wednesday, April 6th. As the Flyers go down last night in game one of the home-and-home set with the Columbus Blue Jackets at Wells Fargo Center. Final score of 4-2, to two, empty net goal late in that third period for Columbus from Sean Corrali. Scoring was opened in the game, just 2.38 in when Brandon Gounce picked up his fifth goal of the season. Then at 13.23, Carson Meyer picked up his first NHL goal to give Columbus a 2-0 lead, but late in the first, how about the first career goal of Noah Cates? Real nice goal, great feed from Patrick Brown. And what I like about the goal is, first and foremost, that Noah Cates kind of makes a play to keep the forecheck alive and keep the offensive zone time alive. Eventually, Patrick Brown picks it up along the boards, goes down below the goal line, and the good play here, too, is also from Nate Thompson, who doesn't get a point on it, but drives that far post, bringing the Columbus Blue Jacket defender with him. That opens up the space for Cates, and Brown gets it to him, and Noah Cates fires a perfect shot past Elvis Merzlikens to get the Flyers on the board. 2-1 the score after one period of play. Merzlikens in that first period was under assault the entire period. Flyers with 20 shots in the period. So 19 saves on 20 shots for Merzlikens. And the Flyers held Columbus to just eight shots in the period. So out shooting them 20-8 to eight after one period of play. Pick it up in the second period in a tie game. And at 13-16, it's James Van Riemsdyk who redirects a hard Shot from the point from Ronnie Adderd. Van Riemsdyk able to deflect that one home, his 18th of the season, and that's the first career NHL point for Ronnie Adderd, and that's how we'd end the second period. So we headed to the third. Flyers tied now at two. Another 18 shots in the second, so they had 38 shots through two periods of play. They ended up adding another 11 onto that game total of 49, but it's the Columbus Blue Jackets in a game total of 30 shots who get a goal at 13-16 of the third as Justin Danforth picks up his eighth of the season. Shot comes in, uh, Hart makes a pad save, and in trying to clear the rebound, reaching with the stick, and that starts to open up holes. Anytime a goalie reaches forward, and in this case, to try and deflect that puck away to not allow the Columbus player to get a rebound attempt, that opens up holes. And it opens up holes here. Danforth is able to slide that underneath Carter Hart, and it puts them up 3-2 to two in the game. And like I said, eventually they get the empty net goal at 1940, and it's a 4-2 final in Columbus's favor. Now, the other goal, Carson Myers' goal in this game, is a 2-on-1. Keith Yandel is back. Warinsky's heading down the left wing. And so it's it's coming down Carter Hart's right side, his blocker side. And Yandel goes to take away all the time away from uh, Zach Warinsky, who we know has really good offensive instincts. So he goes to take that time away. And Warinsky then throws the puck to the middle of the ice where Meyer is. And Hart reads it perfectly. And in coming over, he's getting over, and he goes into his butterfly kind of a, a butterfly slide into that part, ready for that one-timer after the cross-ice pass. And I think he felt like maybe he was coming with a little too much velocity and didn't want to overshoot his spot. So as he digs his left skate in to grab a little bit of an edge to not overshoot his spot, that pulls his left leg up off the ice. The only problem with that is, obviously now the pad is not sealing the ice, and the paddle was not all the way down on the ice. Therefore, no along the ice seal, and Myers able to slide that puck underneath him. Um, the first goal that Brendan Gaunt scored comes on a play from behind the net, 
and eventually they get it onto his left side. He's got the left leg uh, pinned up against the post as best he can, but unable to really get a good seal on it and apply pressure using his right leg pushing into that post. And Gaunce is able to pound that one home after a couple of tries at it. Uh, but uh, it's it's one area of Carter's game this season and his post play on plays from behind the net or wraparounds that's given him some trouble. So I imagine that's going to be a focus of his coming up in the offseason. I mean, go all the way back to the first game of the season. Uh, he gave up a goal off the end boards against Vancouver and then also one that was thrown into his feet on a dead angle. So like kind of along the goal line into his feet and ended up in the net as well. And it's been something that's plagued him at times this entire season where wraparounds and plays, scramble plays in particular, coming down from below the goal line behind the net. So post play is something that obviously is very important. We just saw the one the other day where it popped off the end boards, hit off Carter's skate and ended up in the net. That's a bad luck play, but um, his, his post play has been something that uh, has not been at his usual standard. He's been really good this season, but that's an area um, that he's going to probably look to improve coming up this offseason. But Flyers go down against Columbus. Jake Voracek in town, of course, and the Flyers will get another shot at Columbus in Game 2 of this home-at-home. It'll be the first time Cam Atkinson heads back to Columbus as a member of the opposition. Flyers have not played there yet this year, and they only play there once this year. So Columbus uh, on Thursday night, uh, they're on the road. And then the Flyers will return home Saturday to take on the Ducks at Wells Fargo Center. Next Tuesday, they'll take on the Washington Capitals on the road. And Wednesday, they'll be back at Wells Fargo. So Tuesday and Wednesday again, um, they'll get the New York Rangers. It also completed three games in four days. And with Thursday's game, you have Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you have a four and six. So uh, this, the schedule at this point in the season, uh, in this final month, is uh, a lot of games in a short period of time. So you're going to have the back-to-backs. You're going to have the three and four. You're going to have the four and six. And you may have a five and seven. I haven't really broken it down that far, but you're going to have uh, these elements of the schedule in there. And uh, Flyers got young legs out there, so they're going to have to keep relying on it. Uh, first two periods of the game last night, Morgan Frost, um, you can just see the confidence is so much higher in the way that he is making decisions on the ice, the way he is attacking offensively, the way he's attacking in the neutral zone and the D zone play. He looks like a much more confident player. And you're going to hear from Mike Yo in a second, and, and I agree with Mike talking about this game. And the difference, obviously, in the game is was the goaltending play of Elvis Merzlikens. And, I mean, he was simply great in the game. I mean, when you make 47 saves on 49 shots, and there was a lot of not just volume there, but there's a lot of quality in there for the Flyers as well. They hit a couple posts, but uh, overall, you look at the game of Elvis Merzlikens, and he's the reason why Columbus wins the game. Sometimes that happens in hockey. You know, you like everything about this game, but the result as a Flyers fan. And the results are, right now, I mean, I just talked about this. You know, you still want to win games, but you're not devastated if you don't, if you execute well. And that's the situation here. The Flyers did a lot of really good things in this hockey game. They just didn't get the win. And that happens sometimes. Um, if it was in a different situation and it was more consequential, then you have a bigger problem with it. But that's not the situation right now. Uh, but there's things you can take out of this game for sure. Again, I'm not a moral victory guy, but there's a lot of things you can take out of this game that you really like. And there's a there's kind of a, a vibe right now and... Uh, you know, I, I kind of feel it. I, I just wonder if other people 
are kind of having this same feeling right now. Now, they're playing out the string. There's no pressure. We know that. And for pro athletes, that's liberating in a way. And you, it's easier to perform under no pressure than there is to perform under pressure. And ultimately, you're measured by how you perform under pressure when you're a team that's trying to make the playoffs or in the playoffs and playing meaningful games at this point in the season. Flyers are not in that situation. So I understand that. But everybody knows how I felt about not only the on-ice play of Claude Giroux, the off-ice elements of Claude Giroux, but there, there was certainly, obviously, a malaise around this team. And with the departure of Giroux, it opens up several things. A, it opens up, obviously, the on-ice elements of what he garnered, what the minutes he got, the, the situations that he got those minutes and everything. And then there's the off-ice element of that, of now the void of a, a big, big personality, a big, I don't mean big personality like a boisterous person, but a big element of the, the face of the team. And that, that's all removed now. And that opens up the opportunity for other players to fill that void both on and off the ice. And you couple that with the, the young players that we're seeing, and there's a substantial amount of young players that are in the lineup for the Flyers. Um, I mean, you're seeing Morgan Frost every night. He's not going back down. You're seeing Noah Cates, who got his first NHL goal, played in his fourth NHL game. Joel Farabee, still a young player. You see guys like uh, Owen Tippett, four shots on goal in this game, got robbed on another breakaway. Uh, but you're starting to see elements of his game, and if he can if he can figure out how to finish more at the NHL level. I think he's had five breakaways since he's been here and three in the last two games. Just hasn't scored on them. But you're seeing those guys. You're seeing Ronnie Adderd, who got his first NHL point. Yeah, he was a minus two in the game. Didn't play a tremendous amount. Did see significant ice time. He's not going to be perfect right away. It's going to take some time. Uh, but you saw, you're seeing Ronnie Adderd. And you're seeing Cam York, who played 25 minutes in the game. 418 on the power play, 110 on the penalty kill, 25 minutes and 7 seconds in the game on 29 shifts. I mean, that's a significant amount of playing time for Cam York. He had the highest minutes on the team. He logged more minutes than Ivan Provorov did, mainly because he played more power play time than Ivan Provorov did. Played a little less PK time, but played more power play time. York in the game, four shots on goal, two block shots again, and he's a guy that looks like he's getting more and more comfortable as they go. So in seeing all these young players, there's always a youthful exuberance that comes with that. There's just a different vibe around the team right now. And I'm not saying the vibe is, hey, things are going to be great in the future and this team's going to be back in the mix in the Eastern Conference in a year or two years or whatever. What I'm saying is it finally feels like the team, the organization, is now legitimately moving forward. And some of these players, whether it's Adderd, whether it's York, whether it's Owen Tippett, whether it's Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, any of these players, young players, Noah Cates, we don't know what their ceilings are. We don't know what they're going to be at the NHL level. They're not all going to be top-line players. They're not all going to be top-pairing guys. They're not all going to be guys that give you north of 55 points. But they can fit a, fill a role if they turn out to be legitimate NHL players and they're slotted properly on the team because the team has gone out and gotten the players that need to get you 65 points to 85 points. So there's just a different vibe and... I guess the feeling I kind of have is that 
this is a team that feels like it's finally turned the page. And I just wonder if other people feel that way as well. Just my feeling. I don't know if other people feel that way or don't feel that way. But let's hear from the interim head coach after the game, Mike Yo. He addressed the media. Point which is to get two real good periods, then it seemed like Columbus' entire team took over a little bit the third. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I don't know. I, I'm not obviously want to go back and watch the game, but I think the third was pretty even, really. Um, for me, the, the whole story of this game was their goalie, to be honest with you. We, we should have... Should have had a pretty darn good lead after two periods, and uh, and when a goalie's playing like that, obviously it gives the team confidence. They came out with confidence in the third period, and we had some opportunities. They had a couple opportunities. Like I said, I think it's pretty even in the third. Obviously, they found a way to get that uh, that winning goal. Um, you know, it's it's disappointing. I'm disappointed for our players because I thought that we did a lot of great things tonight. To be honest with you, and uh, those are games, and more often than not, you're going to win. It was quite staggering. What did you think of the quality of those shots? I thought that quality of shots was good. Uh, I thought that many times we had net front. Uh, again, I think it was just a phenomenal performance by their goalie. That's the story of the game. Yeah, well, you know what? Obviously, you've got to keep building on positives. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, the look of the game, the quality of chances that we generated the the amount of puck possession that we had tonight uh those are all positives again that should be something that we continue to build uh, confidence and as long as you know you're not going to win every game sometimes our goalie's going to have a great game but if you're doing the right things you're playing the right way then you're putting yourself in a great position to win hockey games um so that's we got to make sure we keep on that mindset and then obviously the play of the young players players i thought uh you know, for both those guys to get rewarded tonight, that's that's great. And uh, and obviously gives them some confidence going forward. What did you think of Morgan Frost on the top line? Uh, Frosty, I thought I thought he was like just buzzing for the first two periods. And the, in the third period, uh, you know, I, I, not that he was bad, but uh, I would like to see that continued confidence. And uh, and that's just that's part of the learning experience and then learning curve for a young player. Um, you know, just uh, nothing changes in that third period. You just have to make sure you're not afraid of making a mistake at that time and continue to go out there and, and look to dominate the way that he was the first two periods. Yeah, I, obviously a couple posts, couple, couple missed opportunities and some big saves by him. So uh, a much, much better look to the power play tonight. Uh, you know, with regards to, you know, as far as how much time we spent in the offensive zone, the quality of chances that we generated. Mike Carter's given up 19 goals now in the last four games. Do you attribute that to more to the young defense in front of him or to him? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd have to go back and, and and look at them. I mean, obviously, we had some pretty big breakdowns tonight. And that's they, that's a team that they, they do have a lot of skill. Um, you know, we've our fans and everybody here has had a good opportunity to see Jake and what he's capable of doing. And, and you put him with a player like Liney of that, uh, that, that skill level and they, they have the opportunity to generate scoring chances. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, again, it, it's disappointing we didn't win this game. Um, but I think the story of this game is, is, is not about Carter. It's not about things that we didn't do. We did a lot of good things. We put ourselves in a position to win, but their goalie was, uh, was outstanding tonight. Mike Yo uh, addressing the loss to the media after the game, and I think he nailed it. I mean, I think this is a game where the goaltending for Columbus and Elvis Merzlikens just really stole the game. I mean, he was, he was sensational in it. 20 shots in the first, 18 in the second, and then in the third period, another 11. 
he was working. I mean, he's going to be sore tomorrow. Get in the cold tub uh, for Elvis Merzlikin. So good performance from him. Uh, but the Flyers look to get back at Columbus coming up on Thursday in uh, Columbus uh, to complete this home-and-home series. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. Everybody, have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily. Flyers Daily.